What do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting, and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. I want to welcome you to this version of the Niche Finder podcast. Today, we're privileged to have Branch Isole. Branch Isole is the author of 22 books. He is a poet. He's a storyteller. And his his niche is uh, is, is pretty interesting. He, he shares how and why strength of choice can change consequences. And so I'm going to I'm going to let him dig into what exactly that means and how that applies to uh, many of us on our journey towards success or on our journey, period. Um, and so without further ado, I want to introduce the niche finder community to Branch Isole. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Clifton. It's an honor to be here with you. <laughs> it's an honor having you, my brother. And so, uh, so you calling in from from Arkansas? You know, <laughs> uh, this first first guest that I had from Arkansas. So uh, definitely would welcome all those in Arkansas who will be listening uh, when your episode gets published. And so, uh, just to get started, why would the audience have a vested interest in your journey? Well, that's a great question. Um, my journey is very similar and probably pretty typical of those who grew up in the 50s and the 60s, um, you know, before the advent of all the technology that we have today. I was blessed that I was able to travel quite a bit. I was a son in a military family, so we moved every four years, whether we wanted to or not. and. I got exposed to a lot of different people, a lot of different cultures and places, and it, it helped me early on to grow um, in terms of how people respond in their lives to different situations. In the 50s and 60s, everything was um, pretty compact. You know, we didn't have as much freedom and mm. access, so you really were a part of your neighborhood. And that gave you a certain kind of grounding, yeah. I think, uh, in your life. Hmm. Uh, what do you consider to be your niche? 
My niche is sharing with seekers and searchers the the strength of choice and how it the consequences of our choices, how they can be positive or negative. Um, you know, we, we make choices and decisions every day, a lot of times without thinking beyond what's in it for me. And um, the ways of mm. the world, you know, are designed to tempt us to be on that path that it's all about me. And a lot of times those kind of choices mm. can lead to dire consequences as we all learn and find out as we, you know, get into adulthood and into relationships. Hmm. You know, I was listening to Charles Stanley uh, the other day and um, your 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 um, your key word that you mentioned in there, consequence. He has a quote that says, you know, God is responsible for the consequence of my obedience at the start of your your journey. What external struggles were you having with your niche? Wow. You, you might not believe it, but uh, my struggles were pretty great. Uh I had come out of a situation where I'd lost everything. I was homeless. Um, I had destroyed a relationship. I was without a job. I basically spent um, a short time destroying everything that I had spent the previous 25 years building and accumulating. So it was like a real rebirth and you know a new journey for me. Uh, so from that, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing um, that there was uh, so much that was happening and I can only imagine um, being homeless and uh, and having uh, such great loss. Uh, did you find yourself up against any internal struggles as a journey, as a, as it relates to that? Well, sure. Um, a lot of doubt, a lot of despair, uh, you know, a lot of self questioning um, what I did and why I did it. You know, but you, when you're in those kind of situations, you focus on the immediate need, you know, of your, your physical uh, struggle more so than your mental. But in the back of your mind, there's always those seeds of, you know, how did this happen? Why did it happen? And what part of it, you know, was I responsible for? So there's always that gnawing in the back of your mind trying to rationalize and justify and eventually you have to look at the truth of what your complicity was in your own destruction mm. uh, what epiphany did you experience and what new opportunity did you discover from that event well, interestingly enough, I had three epiphanies, but they were over a 10-year period coming out of, you know, that situation. And I always like to share with people, you know, when you get on the Lord's path, it's not necessarily an immediate remedy. The Lord has his times and we have our times and um, patience is such a virtue that's mixed in the struggle that you know when we decide we want to make a change we want it to happen immediately and 
it doesn't always happen that way. So my journey from, you know, the despair and despondency one back onto my feet was actually a 10-year trek to get back to square one. And, and in that 10 years, I had three epiphanies, one that changed my life, one that changed my path, and one that changed my name. Mm. And after that 10 years, you know, I was mm. finally in a place where I understood more and I accepted more and I was ready to begin again. Mm. You know, um, my pastor, um, Dr. David Ireland, uh, was reading in his book, uh, Why Drown? And one thing, uh, one quote he, he mentioned in there and speaking about doubt when you were talking about your internal struggles, he said, doubt is to faith what kryptonite is to Superman. Uh, as this element weakens the man of steel, doubt saps the strength of prayer by reducing it to a state of unbelief. I thought that was such a profound statement that he had written in, in his book. Um, and so when you talk about your journey, what roadblocks did you find yourself up against? Oh, well, you know, there again, you have external roadblocks and you have internal roadblocks and either one or both can delay or terminate, you know, the journey and where you're trying to get to. Um, my external ones, mm. like I say, were, you know, being out of work, being homeless and being alone, basically. Um, so that that's one those are things that you know you have to address immediately every day and then the internal struggles you know feed into the success or fail you you experience in trying to make those things happen to make that change um, the external ones can keep you down but the, the internal ones are the ones that that really hold you back mm. Mm. so this is what I consider to be your journey and just a snapshot is just uh, to wet the palate of those people who are listening right now dining at this table of information that we're sharing with them but the next segment I consider to be your niche and for me the niche is defined as five things is what are your passions uh, what are you uh, what are your what do you do that feels purposeful? Uh, the third is what patterns do you have? The fourth is what are you proficient at? And then the last one is what problems do you solve? And so we go back up to the top. Uh, what are your passions? Uh, what do you do that when you do it, you feel ignited? Wow, that's a great question because it's so different now, you know, than it was before I got on this path and on this journey. My passions now my commission and my service are basically twofold. First, of course, is to share with others how to acquire spiritual grounding and then how to turn that into spiritual strength. And then the second one is to help people have a new or better understandings of biblical prophecy as it refers to end time events. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, what do you do that feels purposeful? Well, innately, I, I believe that I'm on the path the Lord has planned for me. You know, I, I believe that he has a plan 
and a purpose and a, and, and a journey for everyone who accepts that relationship with him. So my purpose is to fulfill the plan he has designed for my life. And the further I go down this path, the more I understand it and the more I realize the things that I'm doing are what he would have me do, what my commission of service is. Um, I always put my faith in him that he's has me where he wants me to be at any point in time and he's directing me where I'm to go for him at any point in time. If it wasn't that way, he he would give me the opportunity to see how to change it. So as long as I'm moving forward, then my purpose is being fulfilled. What do you do that um, is a pattern for you? Well, what do you do naturally well? Well, here again, that's been a real blessing because I've and looking back on my life, I've I've realized and at the same time discovered that I've always been able to read people and situations. Um, It's it just something that does come naturally. You know, as a writer, my grounding talent is being able to observe the world around me. That is, most of my stories come from things that I see people doing and, and responding to or listening uh, to conversations that are taking place. And, and those are the things that give me ideas for my writing. So this talent or skill of being able to read people in situations and to discern their agendas that they're trying to make happen, mm. trying to manifest is, um, you know, is, is something that I use and I'm aware of. So it, it works for me very well. And proficiencies is the opposite side of the same coin. So where patterns are what you do naturally well, proficiencies are what you've learned to do well over time. So what do you consider to be yours? Well, here again, I've, I've been able to take that pattern and apply it in my writing so that I, I try to express in my stories different situations and emotions that every adult is familiar with, you know, Every adult experiences the situations that I write about either firsthand or, you know, through their family or coworkers. Um, they all experience the same lessons of life. And these are the things that I'm trying to express to my readers so that they can identify with the protagonist or the antagonist in the story. But more importantly, they identify with the emotions that are taking place and the responses that are taking place. So when they read the story, they go, oh man, I thought I was the only one experiencing that and I'm not. Problem solving, you know, I think that problem solving is something that's um, often left to chance today in our world. And I came to understand in problem solving for my own life that my failures and the blame that I saw in others was actually a reflection of my own issues and issues with myself. So in self-reflection, in the process of self-reflection, 
by examining the outside world, we can only do what we can do in our lives. And as long as our focus is on the outside and we're not reflectively looking at our own struggle, then we'll, le- we'll never understand how to find the solution to the problem. So that is what I consider to be your niche. Those five questions are what I consider to be your niche. The last segment is what I want to get from you are your secrets. And so the first question that I have for you is, uh, what secrets do you have to getting started and staying committed? Well, again, you know, when I continue to remind myself that every choice and every decision leads to a consequence, then I'm committed to to making the best choices so that I experience the best consequences. You know, there's nothing worse than making a choice, having a negative consequence, and then understanding or realizing I could have done it different, but I didn't. And so because I didn't, not only will I suffer the consequence, I'll spend an inordinate amount of time now beating myself up because I made the poor choice. Mm. So I, I, I stay committed to the path that has me making that connection between if I make a choice, what's the consequence going to be? And is that in my best interest or not? How frequent should one um, work on developing um, the abundant factor or the niche that they have? How frequent should they work on that? Wow, that's a hard question to answer. Um, Everyone's life and their efforts are unique to them and their circumstance. So how frequent? Um, You know, ultimately, I think every day. Do you have the time and the energy to do that every day? Only the person, you know, wishing to change knows that. But as you go down that path and you apply change, if you give it that time to become a better you, the benefits and blessings of change start to become self-evident. And when they become self-evident, then it can become the motivation to keep that happening. So, you know, my my answer to someone would be every day you know invest that time and that energy if you really want to make that change i appreciate you you giving voice to that i was um reminded of uh at a commencement speech that jim carrey comedian jim carrey did in 2014 and he said uh you can fail at what you don't want so might as well you take a chance at doing what you love. And so when I hear you saying working on, you know, the thing that you find uh, you have a passion around or, or value a thing that you find that's just your purpose, might as well you go for it, you know, because you'll end up doing something uh, just per chance and you'll feel you can fail at that, too. So <laughs> yeah, well, the, might as well you go for it and, and work on, as you said, daily. The, the key is to have a plan and then work the plan. You know, yeah. And then be willing to adjust uh, or alter the plan. You, you want to keep moving forward. You want to keep becoming a better person. And I saw that Jim Carrey commencement uh, speech. And there's a guy uh, who's really grounded. You know, he knows who he is. And <clears throat> he knows how to overcome his shortcomings or his failures. And, and 
you know, it's interesting if you see successful people, you know, it's not that they haven't failed or faced struggle in their life. Every successful story that you hear has an entire litany of disappointment trailing behind it. But, you know, they had a plan and they stuck to the plan and they had had the the gumption to alter the plan when it when it was necessary, you know, to keep moving forward. Mm. Love it. Uh, so last two questions that I have for you uh, is um, the first of the two is what action items would you give to the niche finder community that you would say is a must have? Do you really want to change? That's that, mm. that's the ultimate question. And then what does that change look like? Let me give you a real quick example, Clifton. Um, let's say that you're going to go get a sailboat. And you go down to the marina and there's four sailboats side by side. They're all exactly the same. And the first one has mm. big sails. And the second one has big sails and a rudder for steering. And the third one has big sails, a rudder, and a, a nice keel for ballast. And the fourth one has the sails, the rudder, the keel with ballast and a motor. And so the question is, which one, which sailboat do you want? You know, which one is your desire and going to work for you? And I often liken it to the person on a spiritual journey, right? The first sailboat, you get it and you're out there. And as long as the wind is blowing, you're moving. But because you don't have a rudder, it, you, you're not able to steer. The second sailboat, you're moving, but you mm -hmm. have the rudder and you can steer. The third one, you've got the wind at your back and your sails are full. You've got the rudder so you can steer, but now you have the keel with the ballast. So it allows you to control your direction. You know, when you just have the rudder, all you can mm -hmm. steer is in or away from the wind. When you've got that keel, then you've got the balance and the ballast you need to really go where you want to go. And the last one, if you've got the motor, mm. even if you don't have wind in your sails, at least you have power to move forward. And the first one is the person who's floundering in the world and consumed with stress and struggle. The second one is the person who believes they've got a direction and a path but do they really? The third one is on the path they've chosen and they're moving forward. But the last one has the relationship and a connection with God. And with that motor and that mm -hmm. engine from God, you have the power to keep going regardless of what the wind's doing. You can continue to move forward. You can continue to steer. And the keel and the ballast gives you the foundation that you need to stay on course. So you have to ask which sailboat mm. you want and what's that journey going to look like on that sailboat. Mm. 
love it, man. I love that 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 analogy too that you were sharing. Uh, I find it so ironic that as you are um, compelling people to wake up spiritually, I hear the rooster going off in the back <laughs> <laughs> in your background. Yeah, <laughs> I've got apropos for the moment. I've you know? got, yeah, wake up. Yeah, I've I've, I've got animals. I've got <laughs> dogs and cats and chickens, and so <laughs> out here living on the farm in the woods. <laughs> Oh, that's it. That's it. That's cool. Um, and so the last question that I have for you um, is, how do you know when it's time to change course versus staying focused on your goal? Wow. The ultimate question. Well, I think the first you have to ask, mm-hmm. what is the goal? And has it changed? Mm-hmm. You know, is the goal I started out with the same goal that I have today? And then is the goal more easily recognized if I do change course? You know, we have to keep our eye on the ball. We have to keep our focus on the end game. What is it we're trying to achieve? What is it we're trying to accomplish? And then what course will take us there? And if there's a viable option to change, do I change or is this just a moment's reaction? You know, so many times people get a wild hair to do something that takes them off course or knocks them off course. And in looking back, you realize, you know, it was just some test or trial or temptation that was trying to pull you off mm-hmm. of your course. So we have to determine what's mm-hmm. the goal what course is going to take us to that goal and if we do change is that a viable change or is it just some kind of momentary reaction that we have that we think oh well i think i'll do this now and you know if we get off course and it's not going to help us then it's going to set us back and oftentimes the more we get set back the more disillusioned we become and revert to our old patterns of behavior and that's what holds us back mm, well love it you know if for those who are listening today how would they get in contact with you um google my name branchy soleil i've got a website i've got a youtube channel i've got a facebook page we post a lot of free writing free stories to read um you can drop us a line through the website or at our email address, we always respond. And I'm always happy to help people who are on the quest for the path, you know, seekers, searchers of truth, fallen away Christians who want to fill that void that they feel in their heart. And we all have that time when we are, you know, we're wondering and we're wandering and we're wishing it was different. Well, the way to make it different is to get that mm. relationship going with the Lord, to get that spirit activated so that he comes into your life and he'll change your life. And I'm happy to help anyone who wants to make that change. Mm. Well, look, I, I appreciate you sharing and, uh, and I'm sure that, um, you know, the value that you, you took time to, to share today is going to be touching, uh, individuals who are out there, uh, who are on that path, they, who, who, um, who may be searching for themselves. And so I appreciate you giving voice to that and to our niche finder community for those, uh, who want to, uh, also get in contact 
uh, with us. You know, uh, dreamoctane.org is where you can find our uh, the latest book that we've been working on. It's been a labor of love, uh, the seven steps to discover, develop, and deliver your niche. Uh, and you know, it's it, it is something that we we believe also for those who are tuning in for the very first time um, that if innovative change is an engine. Well, your unique dream and ability could be its fuel. Thank you for tuning in today. We want to thank again Branch uh, Isole for being part of our program today and sharing his wisdom as well as, um, you know, sharing his, his perspective. So thank you, Branch, for being part of the program. Hey, Clifton. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. And, and Miss Final Community, we look forward to sharing the very next expert that will help you on your journey towards success. Thanks again.